Welcome to the Nitty Gritty. What episode are we on? We back. 111. Oh my gosh. Well, this week we welcome a very, very special and spiritual guest. That's right. We were nourished, strengthened, edified. And man, this guy has such a cool way of looking at the gospel. Life. Any gospel. Just life. And life, right? Like, and so, or the good news, as we learned at the that's end. right. That gospel means good news. But we had the one, the only Dave Butler from, why can't I think of the podcast right Don't now? Don't miss this. Don't miss this. <laughs> um, Author of so many books and just... You can't help but not love him. He's a refreshing character. You know, it makes you, I mean, it's it's really easy to see why, like, Don't Miss Us, for example, has become so popular, right. is, you know, the way he looks, just the way he thinks about things and his ability to communicate it is really unique. And it's, yeah, it's so different. Well, and we use the word passion a lot in here. Yeah. Like, there is true passion for what he's doing. Jesus. He loves himself some Jesus. It's awesome. It's so cool. And just how accepting and but loving. But like there's no and, like self-righteousness about yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like He's humble. He's smart. Yeah. What's the other word? He just, he, he questions. He thinks outside the box. We were joking he should be the new church's uh, chief marketing officer. <laughs> yeah. But a wonderful person. This one will be a popular one. Yeah. I think. So remember, it's don't miss this. There's a podcast and a YouTube channel, right? and he's author of a ton of books. Institute teacher, bishop. Yep. So make sure you check it out. Father of six. Yep. Wonderful man who wears a cross around his neck, and we're going to talk about that drama. Stay tuned. Welcome, everybody, to the Nitty Gritty. Excited to be here with author, speaker, celebrity, <laughs> David Butler. Fresh off of teaching, he came here to hang out with us, but he had to do a wardrobe change, right? Yes. Because we can't be hanging out in a shirt and tie too much. Oh, I seriously hate church clothes. <laughs> like, I can, like, as I a like kid, how he calls them church clothes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as a kid, I would wear my regular clothes under my church clothes when we go to church. Oh, yeah. And then right when it was over, I was like, so, Yeah, so I grew up across the street, and now we had competitions with my brother on who could have the most clothing items off before you got out of the parking lot. So yeah, you'd have shirt and even shorts underneath. So your ties off, shirts off, pants. Like you're trying to like hold all of your clothes in your hand as you walk in the front door of the house. So I get it. I definitely Did you guys it. not like get Nintendo or something back then? Like you had to come up with these other games. It was just way more fun. Yeah, it was fun. So... Well, thank you for coming in. I'm excited to chat a little bit and learn Same. a little bit more about you. And I am also. Talk about some fun stuff. <laughs> Liar. Prove Liar. it. Prove it. <laughs> Andrew's like, I'm excited to talk to you. I'm like, well, we are excited. We're a team. We are. Jeez, Andrew. We, you and I. Yeah. So. Thank you. I'll um, be over here. Before we get going. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you grow up? Did you grow up around here? No. I grew up in uh, Houston, right outside of Houston. Okay. Sugarland, gotcha. the name of my place. What brought you here? School. I okay. came up. Um, I went to BYU. Okay, when I was a freshman, um, and so came up for that, and then just kind of stayed. Yeah, ever since. Did you get married while you were at school? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My like. Well, he uh, went to BYU. 
that's I guess that's, that's like junior year, right? <laughs> it has to be done. Yeah, it was in the requirements. Right. It's one of the it's one of your cre- three credit yeah, three credit. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the same page there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jenny and I we both served um, missions in okay. Korea. Oh, so really? Same mission. So that's, that's where you we guys met, met on yeah. the mission. Yes, got she it. Tried to kiss me. I was like, Jenny, you gotta wait. <laughs> you gotta wait. I said not to do the zone meetings ever again. <laughs> So we, no, she wanted to set me up with her younger sister when we got home. She was just like, I really, really want you in our family. Will you marry my little so sister? So she tried to kiss you and then pawn you that off That part's your not true, sister. everybody. Sorry, Jenny, if you <laughs> listen it. to this. This was sounding juicy. I, yeah, listen, I said it one time in a fireside and the state president like leaned over and he was like, is that part true? <laughs> and then I was like, no, I was just kidding. And then he gets up at the end and corrects that. <laughs> everybody. Clarifies. Yes. That's funny. That's really funny. So how much younger was her sister than you? Uh, like two years. Did you go out with her when you got home? No, I, I met her. And then I actually went over to their house one time just unannounced okay. to just say like, hey, do you just want to go? We're all just hanging out if you want to come. And and she wasn't there. She had gone for the summer to be a river raft guide. Okay. And, uh, and Jenny was there. And okay. so I was like, well... Do you want to come? <laughs> I mean, I guess you're the backup plan, but you can come if you want. <laughs> so anyway. River after guide sister here? Yeah. No? Okay. You can come. So anyways, so then she came and then that night I was like, whoa. I went home and I told my roommate, I was like, I, I think I like this girl from my mission. <laughs> Is that weird? And he was like, dude, go for it. I dated a girl from mine. Like totally go for it. Wow. And I was like, uh, okay, then I will. That's how it started. Yeah, which is sort of unfortunate. I wish I'd gone out with Jesse because that would just make like experience, like family reunions and stuff so much better. Like the one I passed over. <laughs> it was just remember like, when I dumped you? Hey, we passed uh, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Think of it. There's so many. Like, raise your hand if you've kissed multiple women in this family. <laughs> Like, I would win that game every time. So, didn't happen. All my fun is ruined. That's so funny. So, what were you studying at BYU? Everything. I switched, like, on the weekly until my counselor at BYU was like, listen, man, no one works in what they graduated. So, could you please just figure out? Like, yeah, just graduate. Like, pick one. Because I would just be like, I know what I'm, like, super interested in, in world history right now. And then he was just like, okay. And he was like, I think I want to do broadcast journalism. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like. That's what college is supposed this, to be yeah, for. Exactly. I was like, right? why don't you Pay 40 it? grand to figure out the next part of your life. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I actually proposed. I was like, why do you not have like a, like a patchwork degree? You know, where you're just like, just be a dentist for it, one right. semester. It's and a general. Just everything that you want to try. And so. Hey, I agree. We should just call that ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. Like the yes. ADHD degree. It's just multifaceted, covers everything. Or just it's like just a real, general diploma. Or just or like the degree. real world. That's right. what the real right. world is. Yeah. Right. So a like, little bit of everything. Isn't that what communications is? <laughs> I, uh, that's, that where I, that's where I ended up. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I heard like, like the school of the athlete. If the school, you know, the crooked schools that have that, like yep. coloring and basket weaving, but then there's communications. <laughs> like, that's, that's the catch-all. That's where all the BYU football players are right now. They're in the communications <laughs> yeah. program. Yeah, me and them. No offense. No, no, offense. no, no. I it was good, and they have three like emphasis, emphasis, whatever. Emphasizes. Emphasizes. 
in there. And it's like, I'm a writer, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I need to look that up. Actually. I think it's emphases. Emphasis plural. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's emphases. What is it, Cam? Anyway, speaking of this word, this reminded me of like, like I was just talking to my nephew today and I said rhinoceros. And he was like, wait, that's not the name of the animal. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a rhinoceros. And he was like, it's a rhino. And I was like, he's like, you're making it a dinosaur right now. And I was like, so like right before we came, I had to look up and check and make sure like it's actually called a, because I was like, oh my gosh, I think I am. It's like a rhinoceros rex or something is what I'm doing. Like, I was like, is that not, rhinoceros is that not the real thing? Anyways, just to clarify, it's a rhinoceros. Yeah. And it's you real. were right. It's emphasis. I was right. Emphasis. Oh, okay. I wonder so, what the plural of rhinoceros is. Yeah. Rhinoceri. <laughs> rhinoceri. It's like meese. Moose, meese. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The so then rhinoceros you graduate thing. school. Yeah. What did you get into? Did you go into journalism? No. Or communication? Okay. I, start, I was journalism for a little bit, and then I thought, I, I didn't actually want to do the journalism part. I just wanted to be on TV. <laughs> so then when I found out you I love the like, honesty. You know, <laughs> this is great. Interview people and like get real news stories. And I was like, I can't, I can't. I don't want to do that. I can't do that. So then I switched to public relations, which felt way more general. <laughs> like I feel like I was like, was I that really, easier I, than communications? It was in it. It was in communication. Oh, oh, okay. So it was like the general gotcha. in the general. Right. You know? That's smart. So I just anyways. I did that, and then I was I was doing an internship with that, and I kind of thought I I think like what you're supposed to do is just like find a company somewhere and then work your way up to the top. It's sort of like <laughs> what I thought you were supposed to do. Sure. And then I like my senior year or junior year, I can't remember anywhere in there. I I take this class that's like set for seminary teachers that teach full time, okay, like as a job. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know that what's that's what the class was either. It was called wow. yeah. It was called teaching the gospel, and my friend was taking it, and he was like, because he and I went to lunch to start a dental lab. <laughs> okay, we, we like, might need to talk more about ADHD no. on this episode. <laughs> and I'm like, can anyone consult me through yeah. this right I now? I can help. Thank you, because it is. Listen, my my doctor says I'm managing it well. <laughs> so like, I just obviously, want to know. Obviously, anyways, dental lab, and then he, I was like, dude, what religion class are you taking? Because I need one yeah. next semester. And he's like, I'm taking this one. It's called teaching the gospel. And I was like, oh okay. Like I feel like I that's cool. I could take that one. I want to do it. Yeah. And he's like, you won't get in. All the spots are always full. You won't get in. And I was like, okay. So I went to the computer, and there was a spot. And so I was like, so I added it, <laughs> and you know. Mostly just to flex on that <laughs> I got like, it. Why? Why can't I get yeah. it? Yeah. So then I take that class and I'm like, what is going on in this class? Like, what are you talking about? And then I finally put together like what all the little church buildings were like in this state. Like I would like, I was like, every once in a while I would see a miniature church. They're high school branches. Yeah. <laughs> and I never put together that they were right next to high school and junior so highs. Funny. You I really just, didn't know? No, that? I just was like, there's like these miniature churches everywhere. Anyway, so we had to go observe a class as part of that class. Okay. And then I was like, oh, whoa, y'all have like your own mini church right here. This is cool. Is Utah the only place with seminary buildings? Probably. 
Pretty, or yeah. Idaho. Idaho probably maybe. does. Maybe. Arizona yeah. probably has two. Yeah. Okay. Or something. I don't know. Everyone else, it's like early morning at the church, right? Right. Or someone's house or yeah. whatever. Oh. Interesting. So I got into that and then I they offered me a job as a part-time teacher. Okay. And so I started doing that my senior year. Okay. I went to BYU Hawaii before that because I was like, I just, I, we got to get married. Out. Yeah. Okay. Married. Jenny's mom grew up there. And so Jenny said, you won't ever understand our family unless you live in Hawaii. And I was like, done. That's, you know? And so I kind of forgot about it a little bit. And then one day I got home and Jenny's like, you got in. I was like, to what? She was like, Hawaii. And I was like, what? And she was like, I applied for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) And I got in. And so we just packed up all our stuff, put it in her brother's basement, which flooded um, and ruined all our stuff. So whatever. So you came home to nothing. Yeah, but that's fine. Okay. So we lived over there and came back. And then I was like, I think I should like go back to that thing. Maybe I could still be a student teacher or whatever they were called. So I did. And I taught that and... And I, uh, and then, and then I got offered a full time. Yeah. Like doing that, like so still that's how you got into it. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Still wondering. Well, still today wondering like, what do I actually want to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, but I got great insurance in the meantime. <laughs> so what, what about teaching kind of like, what, what drew you to that? Uh, oh, I, I think probably just like people. Like I was like, oh, you're, you're, you're like, you just have this, like, it's like conversation. It's just relationship. Like that's at the heart and soul of teaching. I feel like is yeah. just connecting with people. And I really, really, I mean, I was telling you earlier, I hate discipline. I hate grading rules, all those kind of things like class expectation. I'm just like, can we just say, you know, <laughs> which you kind of have to have, I guess for sophomores, but I just, um, <laughs> I don't know. I like, I, I just like spirit I, of the law. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I just loved, like, it was just fun. Like, like I felt like I was fun. Like, yeah. I was like, I really like all these people. Like I was like, I really like you. You're all so quirky and cool. And I just like you. And we talk Jesus together and I really love Jesus. And I just, I just, I don't know. Oh, like awesome. I liked it. I was just, it was so, like, cool. Growing up was like, had you always, and maybe you learned it from your family, openly talked about faith and Jesus and like religion, you know, was that something that was just always part of who you were? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like all my friends too, they were all, you know, different religions. I grew up in, I think it's still the the most diverse county in the United States. Really? Fort Bend County is. And it's like, um, so I had Hindu friends and Buddhist friends and Christian friends of every denomination and, okay, you know, and I, I don't know, I felt like people were just like pretty expressive, especially my Christian friends growing up were pretty expressive about their faith yeah. always. And it was kind of always like, oh yeah, me too. Like I, you know. So did you ever, I mean, growing up like that, was it more like, let's have conversations about like similarities as no, opposed to let's have, like, let's have conversations about what makes us different? I f- well... It's maybe I made it sound like I had a lot more conversations about <laughs> religion than I actually did. Yeah. You know, I just was aware of everybody, I, okay. you know, but not a ton, but I always liked people, you know, and I feel like, oh, somebody's faith is like a huge part of who a person is. So yeah. can you like actually know, like if somebody didn't know anything about my faith, you wouldn't know very much about me. Like you might know my like shoe size and ice cream flavor that I like or yeah. whatever, but like you don't actually know like 
me, me, because yeah. for me, faith is such a huge part of the way I see the world and interact with people in the world and stuff like that. And so it's like, I realized that later, you know, growing up, I didn't know that. Sure. You know, like okay. it's just, but yeah, I always like talking to people and I always like meeting people and hearing people's stories. And now it's just shifted to faith stories, I guess. Was it different once you got into it as like a career, like when you were being paid or when there was a formal structure to it, as opposed to just having these conversations? Oh yeah. Like I, I, I can't, formal structures are like, like, it just makes me kind of wince a little bit, but I found a way to just do it within the, you know, <laughs> Adderall. <that>. Yeah. <laughs> just Sorry. half, just half a pill in the morning. We need to just shift down to ADHD <laughs> yeah, here. Should we just go? Like seminary's cool, <laughs> but we have like another classic example here. I have ADHD, so Same. I tend to recognize my kind. And so, Same. yeah, but see, I love it I, because the world needs us. Like hearing how you're taking something that a lot of kids think is like boring and tough to sit through and just making it fun and exciting oh, yeah. and less rigid and just, man, it's so cool. And I think kids are so smart now and they, they can see through all that crap. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, and I just like, well, and maybe people like structure and rigidity. Maybe it's like good for some people. But 70, like, 70 plus. Yeah, but not. 65 yeah, plus maybe. not me. Like I'm like, oh, I just, it makes me want to buck against it all. And I'm right. just like, don't, I don't want, you know, stop. You want to go in and be figure, excited about what you're teaching. Yeah, and, let's and figure out our way to do this, right? Use inspiration, which is the point. Right. I mean, there, there has to be structure, you know, right. like yeah. come follow me and all that. We'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into that. But still like. The class may be down one day and it's like, I'm going to, let's, let's talk about an uplifting story and break off the lesson today. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, you should be able to do that, especially seminary. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you totally can. That's awesome. Like there's no one's ever like come to me and said, you shouldn't do something like that. Or yeah. you know, some people might believe that. I don't like, know. Are you Kevin, teaching like, the new Testament again? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Jesus needs a break. Okay. Like, get back to the DNC. Okay. We need to learn about the rules. Jesus is in the DNC too. Should we well, go through all the scriptures, everybody? Like, I was talking about last week's lesson, which was just like, and this person shall be president and the president's assistant and the assistant. Yeah, assistant. your teacher should have skipped that. Challenge. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, why is this in the manual? I'm joking. <laughs> when did you, like, when you got into it, did you notice that maybe your style was different than other teachers? Yeah, yeah. I've always kind of thought, you know, square peg round hole yeah. a little bit the whole time just kind of felt like I don't, I don't really feel like I fit uh, this mold. I don't think there's supposed to be one, but there kind of accidentally might be one or something, but I've always kind of felt a little bit, um, I'm not trying to be different than anybody like yeah. for a different sake or anything. Maybe I got to like work through that and think that's true, but there's like, nothing wrong with that. Right. I think that's a, I think that's a gift. Well, we're all and you want to shine for a reason, right? And you yeah, want to shine, yeah. like you want to be on well, TV, just, you want to be yeah. in front of people, and there's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> right? Especially well, doing it the way that you're. I mean, I just so want to cool. be. I just want to be me, you know. Right, and right. I was like, I'm just going to be me, but me is different than I think what most, you know, people are in that. In that, for sure, in that place, you know? I think so, that's why, you know, the things that you have done have become so popular is because it's so refreshing to get different perspective and different persona, right? Then right. maybe what you're used to always growing up or what you're used to always seeing. 
And so I think that there's, there's a lot to that, I think, actually. Well, mm-hmm. and you don't have traditional filters. Uh, <laughs> I mean, your brain is literally wired that way. Right. And so it's like, it's refreshing. Real is refreshing. Yeah. And sometimes your mouth doesn't have good breaks, right? Nope. Nope. I, I, I want to get into some of those stories. Like or, what you said in, in or, seminary that maybe got you in trouble as a teacher. Or my, or my facial expressions too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, was a, I, I was a bishop for a while in my ward of here. And, Gosh yeah. dang it. This guy's special. Listen. And Jenny would, after church, be like, David, everyone sees your face. <laughs> Everybody doesn't see your thoughts. But everyone sees no, your everyone face. sees your thoughts. Yeah, on they're your face. on your face. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny, Ashley slaps me at church all the time. Test my man. I'm just like, what the? I know, right? But if you're like, <laughs> just like, stop. <laughs> and I'm a I'm a vocal church person too. You know, right. like I don't. I'm not super quiet, loud and proud. Right. I'm just like if someone says something from the pulpit. It's kind of a question. I'm like, okay. You know, or I'm like <laughs> once we had this, uh, we had a general authority there in our ward. I think is someone was in it, a relative in the ward, and he's like speaking, and and uh, he said something, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and he turned back around. And he was like, what was that? Like, and I was like, oh, just, just amen. Like- I just like really liked what you said. <laughs> You know, he's like, okay, well, great. You know, and I just, Jenny's like, this is not a participatory experience. And I was like, for it you, should be. for you, it, it might should not be. be. <laughs> well, speaking of marching to the beat of a different drum, I'm noticing that you're wearing a cross necklace. Oh, yep. Now in our religion, there's kind of this like, you know, Mormon myth. So they call it a myth. So that was the one of the main things I want to talk about was like culture versus gospel, doctrine versus... You know See, what I mean? We're on the same wavelength. I just don't have it on you on guys. my notes. See, gosh, let's hold hands. Nice. <laughs> well, no, it's it's. I've stared at it the whole time, and I've it's it's funny how we have these old rules that nobody knows where they came from. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So tell us about that a little bit. Oh, I you know I've always I, I don't know I've always really liked. Uh, the cross. I, I don't think uh, probably growing up in Baptist country, yeah. Like I didn't have like an aversion to it. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah, they're everywhere. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I got married, like all my mom's rich tennis friends all gave us all crystal crosses and yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> and all, all the my yeah. have huge ones. On, and so I, you know. you're just kind of like, oh, I just kind of you know like it or whatever. And then and then I just started wearing one because I was like, I actually really really like this symbol. Like, I like it a lot. And then I started having conversations with people. Like, why do you wear that? You know? Or someone will come up and be like, so what's the story with that? And I was like, oh, well, it started in Bethlehem. I don't know. You may know. <laughs> it's a holiday in some countries. Called, There's a really bright you know? star. <laughs> but I'm like, I was like, wait. And then I started to kind of learn that there's a little bit of a aversion to it. And and I would talk to some people, and they're like, I just grew up thinking like anyone who wore one was a, a bad Isn't person. That so funny. And I was like, what? Wait, someone who wears a like if I were in like a like a dark alley and someone had a cross on, I'd be like, oh, thank goodness. Like, a, I thought you were a murderer, <laughs> but you're actually a Christian, you know. And it's like, oh, good. It's like, good. no, I'm a vampire hunter, yeah. actually. <laughs> Which would be great yeah, because there's probably you'll one be very safe me. with the yeah, vampire, yeah, exactly. you know, Van Helsing. Yeah. So like, I got you. Yeah. We're good. So. But to me, like, the thing is, it's like, and then people will push back against me and they're like, well, our church doesn't do that. And I want to say, who? I, well, I want to say this. Every time someone says our church, I'm like, you know, like, I'm the church. Like, we are the church. Right. And 
right now our church is wearing one <laughs> because like I'm part of this. Like the church isn't this like up in the clouds, like weird, I don't know, organization. It's there's the some people. weirdness. Yeah, well. But no, yeah, I'm just because kidding. people. <laughs> totally right. There's but some weird people. But people say, like, oh, that's not that's not the symbol of our faith. And I was just like, okay, you can actually apply any meaning to any symbol that you right. want. You can endow any symbol with power. And traditionally, Latter-day Saints have endowed like the absence of the cross with symbolism. Yeah. And now they tell a story. They've written, a, you know, they've come up with a story that's like, this is why we don't have one. And it's meant to be a teaching moment. It's, a sim- it's like a symbolic, powerful moment. And yeah. I was like, okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you've endowed the absence of a symbol with symbolic power. But like, <laughs> I like it. I've endowed this symbol with power. Like when, when I see it, I was like, draw me a symbol that represents Jesus. Like, if, like take a blank piece of paper and like... A steeple. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Just, yeah, you know? And it's like, or, you know, or when I look at it, I'm like, that is the greatest act of love right. in the history of the world. I look at it and I say like, I, God said to me, I'll go to the utmost extreme to rescue you. Like, that's how valuable you are to me. Like, it is a symbol of, like, I can walk around, like, my day can be so bad, and no one can like me, but I'm like, well, I actually have evidence of how much God likes me, you know? And that's what I see when I see the cross, and I, 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 I think it's beautiful. Like, I like, when I see it, I it's really like, like it. I really dig that you are so open about that, because it's true. It's like, I've almost wondered, are we ever going to get to the point where we will see crosses on our buildings just because of the whole Christianity, you know, we're really trying to share with the world that we are Christian. Right. And, you know, when you see a cross on a building, that's a safe place. Like, you don't look at a cross on a building and go... Be afraid. Unless you're a vampire. Or some of our people have become... If you're watching Exorcist, maybe. (laughs) But, like, it, it is a symbol of, you know, it's like we have CTR rings, but nobody knows what that is. Like unless you're LDS, but you can go anywhere with that in the world almost, and, and people are going to know that you're a Christian, right? And I and I like uh, like Better a, than C- a tattoo, like a CTR ring is um, fine or or whatever. But right. I I'm kind of like I just don't want the symbol of my faith to be like this. Like choose the right, make sure you choose the right. Like I feel right. really like we're coming back to choose rules the right again. Or going right. to hell, right? Right. Yeah. And I feel like oh, make sure you're too. a good boy, do what's right, and do what's good. And I was like I I actually would like I'm a Christian. Because I feel like Jesus came to the world to save me. And I want that to be like the central aspect of my faith, right? I was like, that's what... And I, I actually am going to try and be a good boy because I feel like he loved me first. Like, because he And not beat myself me. up too much right. if I mess up. Because right. we're supposed to. Right. You know, that's really interesting. I'm gonna I've never to- thought about that on the choose the right ring, but yeah. It's a super interesting perspective. Yeah. I was like, why doesn't someone just rebrand shame, that? Shame, shame, like, shame, shame, yeah. shame, shame. Everything's shame. Like it, I, ooh, I hate it. But I well, love it's just it. an old, like, it's just an old Puritan way of like, right. you know, you like the, the pilgrims, Puritans were you just like, 10 more we don't dance that the maypole. And it's going to be out completely. <laughs> and things are going to start chilling out a little bit. It'll be so interesting to see. Yeah. Because even like, you know, you were just saying you give the meaning to a symbol. I always talk about we give meaning to events in our lives too, right? So an event only has the meaning that we give it. Yeah, yeah. A symbol only has the meaning that we give it, right? Right. And who am I to say that the meaning you're giving that symbol is wrong? Yeah. 
right? Like we're not here to say, no, you're right or wrong. It's, you're a Utah Mormon. You're allowed to do that. You know, but it's you like- You can judge others. But it's like, you've given it this meaning and that's your meaning. Yeah. Right. So if that helps you, then I should applaud that and support you right? as opposed right. to, you know, trying to convince you otherwise. Right. That it's like wrong or bad. Yeah. You're like, you know. The individuality of the gospel is important. Like, oh, super. I love how yeah. President Uchtdorf says that all the time. Like, I'm, I'm not here for some cookie cutter. We're all the same. Like, I love how he talks. I think this applies to people like us. Like, he, he talks about never mistake someone's different personality for sin. Like just because they may not act the way that you think they should act doesn't mean they're bad people. Yeah. I deal with that all the time. I'm sure you have too. Just, you know, it's funny, like ADHD, just tying that in again, like the way that you're talking, people that, I don't even like to say struggle with it, people that have it, like I always try to apply it as a superpower, right? Same, but same. shame is a big deal. And it's very easy for us to th- to like convince ourselves we're screwing up. Like we're yeah. bad. We suck. Yeah. We're screwing up. So having that relationship with God, the way that you do can really help balance your brain. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean, yeah, I teach a, like a world religion class at the Institute at UVU and I keep teaching it because they're like, they'll drop it or something like that. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll do an extra class oh, to teach cool. it because I think it's super important. And, one of the things I've learned over the years in doing that um, is just this idea that, uh, I, like, if if God relates to His children in an infinite number of ways, you know, through all these different faith traditions, then I was like, then we could I- interact with Him in infinite different ways too. Like, there's no right. like set way to worship and connect, you know, with God and even within our own faith community. It's like people can be so different. And actually, I would prefer for people to relate. And I, like I I've, I've, was reading this study. I have a really smart friend who shows me the smart things, you know? <laughs> like I just like say like what sounds good. And he's just like, actually, there's research behind that. And I'm like, oh, good. See, well, I... You're a good pair. I didn't even, yeah. You can pitch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can, he can give you the info. Exactly. You can share it with exactly, the world. Exactly, exactly. So there's like this research being done right now on stories you know, that how much people's stories are like their identity and how we relate to each other in our stories. And they're finding a lot of people who are walking away from faith are walking away because they're, because they don't see someone with their same story in their faith tradition. Interesting. And so they're like, I don't, I don't belong in this place because I don't see my story playing out here. And so it's like, oh, how, how valuable to like show like a diverse number of stories. You know? Get up and bear a real testimony. Right. Tell people how you screwed up. Yeah, you don't have to like... Like make it safe to share. Yeah, yeah. And you could be like socially no- normal about stuff like that. Like obviously we don't want to... You know, so I was like, so it was last night, y'all. And it's like, okay, pull the plug. These three like, chicks just, walked yeah. in. I was like, oh man, I'm shook. <laughs> yeah, we don't want You that. know, but it's like... But even like just... I, I, yeah, I just like... You don't have to like conform in this way. We've got... The saying sometimes that people say, there's like, I, I went to church, we went on vacation to Jamaica and Travel I went to church. No, it's some a little different where it's like, and they, I just love that they do church exactly like we do. And every time someone says that, I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. I feel like they should do it the way Jamaicans do. <laughs> like, why are they trying to be a white um, American church? Yeah, like, why are they trying to do it uh, like this way? Like, they should, like, I was in Malawi this summer with them. Um, oh. H-E-F-Y, or their new name is Humanitarian XP. <gasps> That's who you should have on is the CEO of that show, of that company. She's so rad. Okay. But 
Um, I went there and I was in Malawi and they were doing church in English. And so I said to somebody, I was like, why are we doing church in English? Why aren't you doing it in Chichewa? And they were like, oh, because when the missionaries came, they did it in English. And so, and I was like, what? And they're like, and the Book of Mormon hasn't been translated yet. I was like, well, can't you translate it kind of? Like, can't yeah. you like read it and then say to people, this is what it says or something? Yeah. I was like, where, who's in, who's in charge? <laughs> Like, should I talk to the, who's the, who's the district man? <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> like, the 70. The, yeah, who's the. Who's over Africa? Yeah. <laughs> Give me their number. Because I'm like, I, they're, they're talking about like, oh, we can't retain people. And I'm like, oh, because that you're not speaking it. their language. Right. But that's actually true in English too. It's like, if you're like, why aren't we, why are we losing people? It's like, maybe we're not speaking their language. You know, maybe we need to like, this is the way that they hear it. And then it has to be like rebranded sometimes and like you know for right. people like like the the story of the sto- our, our story of this is the only true church joseph wanted to know which church i'm like uh, we got to rebrand that story you know yeah or uh, like we got to say like well oh, how would you want to rebrand it oh i want to say this god talks to farm boys you know with dirt under their fingernails who sell root beer on the side to make ends meet like that's what that story says. God will come into our stories. Like he will come from the heavens and be involved with 14 year olds and with, and with, you know, you don't just find them in temples and synagogues. Right. He's right here. Right. And, and we call that place the sacred grove, but Joseph called it my backyard. Right. You know? And it's like, and that's where he Dang. came. That's where he came, How you know? Cool. And like, I get it. Like I, we have a unique contribution with priesthood keys that I feel really strongly about. Because I think every faith tradition in the world has a unique contribution to give. And I think it's good to know what our unique contribution is to understanding the heart and character of God and relating to him. Like we have something to offer, you know? Um, So I think that's important. I think it's important that you said that each faith has something unique to offer. Yeah, totally. Right? Absolutely. Why why do you say that, Andrew? I I want like, I think we're thinking the same thing, but... I think it's important to say it. Just the whole like one true church, like people really press that. And it's like, you can't, there's no other way. I struggle with that sometimes. It's like, for me, yeah, that's true. But there's a billion people that like kind of know who Jesus Christ is, but not really. I mean, well, I are we they, saying that they can't get there doing their thing? No, I, I think there's this, so there's this idea of like um, exclusivism, which you could actually, you could accidentally slip into which is like one is right and everyone else is wrong. Or you could go way far the other way, which is relativism, which is just like, well, everybody kind of has their own path up the mountain, you know? And it's like, that works for a while and it helps you build relationships with people. But no faith tradition actually claims that. For sure. So like that breaks down somewhere. And so there's this kind of middle place that I like, particularism, which is, um, this is a phrase I learned from a guy named Patrick Mason. and, And he was just like, oh, that everybody kind of has a particular gift, right. you know, to offer. And it's like- uh, They're all the, a part of the puzzle. Right. The Buddhists are offer mindfulness. They show us like the power of thinking and, and meditation. And we're not super mature in that particular realm right. as Latter-day Saints. Like all we have is, oh, if you, you know, if you have a dirty thought, sing a hymn, you know? And it's like, no, they're so much better at yeah. mindfulness than, than we are. And, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and so everybody's offering this particular gift. And it's like, there's a scripture um, in, in the Doctrine and Covenants, it's in all books of scripture that talks about spiritual gifts. 
And it's like, to each person is given a different gift. And sometimes I read that and I'm like, what have you said to each faith tradition yeah. is given a different gift? And the line is that we all may be benefited thereby, you know? And so either as a world or in an individual faith congregation, let's celebrate everybody's different gifts because it's only in coming together with those different gifts yep. that we can get a better picture of who God is and what his heart is like. It's like, oh, I've got to learn from you what God is like, because you experience him and see him differently than I do. And so I'll, I'll never get it yeah, without I've, you. I've never understood that, how that we... curiosity. Yeah, how we could ever tell somebody like, everything about ours is true, but eh, I don't know about yours. Yeah, and you know I, think, I, mean? that's, I think I we kind of struggle kinda, with that. Yeah, I don't like that. And that's like that's a cultural like we've hijacked yeah. that. Like the scriptures don't say it. You can't find it. You know, yeah. anywhere. If if you if the scriptures do say it, like the one that says the only true and living church, you have to ask yourself, okay, what's that phrase mean, and what does it not mean? Right. And what it doesn't mean is we're not the only church with truth. We also don't have a fullness of truth. Right. Otherwise the ninth article of faith will be false. Right. Um, like there's more to learn. We don't have a complete picture of God. How absurd to think that one. Oh, well, we know we're missing scripture. We you know, know we, or, like there's. Right. And so it's like, things. you know, but, and so what it does mean is what we particularly have to offer, which is, you know, we have the new and everlasting covenant, have covenant relationship with God. That's what we uniquely have, you know, to offer. And, you know, prophets, seers, and revelators, which tie into that. And, right. and to your point, like that's our unique gift, and that's the reason that we need to share that unique gift with the world. Just like right. all faith traditions have something unique to share, right? Like there's there is a very there's a very good reason that that needs to be shared, right? Right? Yeah. Like I I want to say amen to President Hinckley when he said to people, bring all the good that you have. And let's see if we can add to it. And I think the reverse so is perfect. true. I think yeah. the reverse is true. 100%. I will bring to you the good I have, but please share with me let's, yeah. what you've Who doesn't benefit from mindfulness? You know. Yeah. You know? I can't do it. <laughs> I try. Listen, it's so hard. I just built a room onto my house that could be like a meditation room. And I, I'm afraid it's not going <laughs> to You've turn. already painted it. <laughs> I put speakers in I'm it. Just like, yeah, listen, I just hung a hammock in it last <laughs> week. And I was like, never mind. That still it's still actually going to be, yeah, yeah, I can be mindful. I mean, really. So something that's standing out to me is I noticed that you are intentionally not saying the word religions. Any, any reason why? Oh, oh like faith know. traditions. Oh no, faith not, congregations. Not no, not I, I just found that interesting because I feel like that word is kind of taboo nowadays. Like I don't need organized religion. Yeah, you know I mean, it, different religion. I really actually love faith congregation or faith faith traditions. Traditions. Yeah. like what and a cool thing. I know that word. We got to rebrand it. Religion. Right. The word religion is like a. It comes from a root of uh, like a tie between you and God. It's a way of connecting with God, right. you know, is what that word means. And, you know, organized religion is actually on the decline. Yeah. People are walking away from organized religion. Spirituality is on the increase, though, which is good news. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. And, and, it's because we're I, wising up. And, well, no, I think like the, like what the conversation we're having is, is people need to realize this. No, okay. Can you find, can you connect with God all on your own without other people? Yes, right. like our foundation story is a boy who found God in the woods. Absolutely, you can, right. right? But then the next thing God said to Joseph is gather people. Because if that's true, that spiritual gifts are scattered among us on purpose, then the only way to experience them together is to gather right. 
in an organized, fa- that's all organized religion is. It's a right. gathering of the spiritual gifts together. Well, and when I say wising up, I don't mean like they're being duped or that they're figuring, I, I guess I just mean like they're questioning and they're searching on their own for what they want. I just think it's a continual evolution. It's not like a, yeah, it's not like a, a they're not just saying like, I was born Catholic, I'm Catholic. It's like, no, you we know, this there's out. something yeah. here. I want to figure it out on my own. And that's why I say this new generation is so smart. You know, I think it's so easy to bag on millennials and down, right? Yeah. But it, but in reality, it's they're the smartest generations I think we've ever had because they really are, they're in a culture where questioning things is okay and yeah. figuring things out and doing things their own way with nothing no past traditions or anything like that kind of swaying them. It's like they're independent thinkers. Yeah. They want to figure it out for themselves. And I think that that's a huge benefit to faith. Absolutely. And that's why I say like, oh, rebrand the story because what we have to offer is beautiful. Right. But people are bucking at it because they think it's this. It's, you know, it's like, yeah, it's think, you and said. it's like, oh, that's not, but that's not what it is. It's a piece of the puzzle that nobody else can offer. Right. But yeah. But us. So it's, someone's got to like rebrand that. So you're like, and it's not, it's, it's what it is. It's not like I'm making it up. It's like, it's scripturally, right. you know, what it actually is, but it's like so, people are just telling the wrong story. Well, you know, it's funny, the story thing that you keep bringing up because there's so much more to the story thing and every aspect of our lives mm. not just religion like marriage oh sure a- any relationship work you know that's something that adhd people deal with all the time like i love uh what's that doctor he, he calls it our de- like the demon like we we can't switch that part of our brain off that basically does satan's job for us like you suck you're dumb that's a stupid idea you're fat well, I mean, the average like, person has like 80,000 thoughts and 90-something percent of them are negative right. in a day. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're just, you're constantly telling yourself. Yeah. And and like you said, like with an event, you attach a story. Mm-hmm. And then if you really want to mess it up, you attach an emotion. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And if it's a negative emotion, then, you know, one negative emotion involved with like one bad worthiness interview with a bishop right, or something. And right. all of a sudden, it's just like. 30 years gone, just that one little... So the stories we tell ourselves and the fact that we don't give people, you know, like the Bishop scenario I just brought up, like where we don't give people some grace, like they're yeah. human beings. Right. Like we are not here to be perfect or judge others. We are here to be screw-ups together and do our best to use the atonement and get back. Right, right. And like help each other out. And so, but I feel like that's changing now. I feel like there's movement in the right direction from like, oh, did you see what they were doing last Sunday? They were mowing the lawn. They're going to hell. To now people are more like, you know, you have somebody like you wearing a cross, which in in our church, like most people, like we, we do, we grow up thinking like, no, we don't celebrate the cross. It'd be funny to all write down, like, what's the story you were told growing up? Like, why? Uh, yeah. but That's why? the weapon that killed Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, it, it is true. Like, I see you wearing that. I'm like, this is a very spiritual person. Like, why don't we? It, it's so healthy to question that stuff. And I feel like we are in a generation now that is. And I think that's only going to make all these different cultures of faith stronger mm. and and more not powerful more appealing i think what's important too is like 
like, I don't know, how, how do you say it? Um, question, but not from this, not just because you want to be different or push back, but because there is like, for example, the meaning, for example, Dave, that you've given the cross is very specific. You're not wearing it just to ruffle feathers. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? You're not doing it. Maybe just, a little. You know, you're not doing it. You got me. You just, see me. You know, just because, you know, you know, it's going to cause a reaction out of other people. There is a specific reason to you that's been thought out that, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so I think it's important that, I think to your point, but part of the process is the next step, which is finding that for you and having a reason, not just. Don't question just a question or yeah. just to be like a pain in the butt. Or, or just to be right, different right, or just, right. just because to you be a want rebel. to. Yeah. Like. And I be think, hungry. I like think ask questions. Curiosity, hungry, right? Curious. Like yep. that's something that's always stuck with me since we interviewed um, Tim, right? When we were talking about race, he was like, I always want to sit on the other side and just ask why. Yeah. yeah. Because everyone's thought through it. They have a reason for what they're doing. I want to learn why. Mm. I may not agree with it, but I want to know why. Yeah. And I think that curiosity, like that was something that Kobe Bryant was huge on after his career was like, stay curious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Beat the jazz. And stay I stay curious. No. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Stop sorry. It. Okay. Don't, don't. My bad. We don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> the spirit just left. It's over. Oh, you know, but I mean, is that, is that what led you to start writing? You know, cause you, you've written multiple books. You're now, you're doing so much fun stuff. Like what, what was it that caused you to start to do other things outside of just teaching? Uh, uh, boredom probably <laughs> like, you know, it was sort of like his humility is infectious, <laughs> contagious. No, it was just sort of like, Oh, I, I, I kind of always thought, um, writing would be cool. Okay. Like I've liked writing for a long time. It's like, I, I think through a lot of stuff when I write. Um, more like a stream of consciousness a lot of times. And it's just kind of like, um, so I've always liked to write. Okay. And then I always, for some reason, I always thought that'd be really cool to write, you know, to write a book. Yeah. You know? And um, now I keep doing it because like just last week I was talking with this lady who's just um, lost her husband and they follow our podcast and, and our, so a connection said, hey, would you mind calling her up and saying hi? You know, she's kind of in a rough spot. And I was like, um, absolutely. I would love to do that. And so I called her up and just talked to her on Sunday. And we were FaceTiming. And and she just said, hey, like, I, I just want to show you something that, you know, after, you know, after he died, I, uh, my daughter brought me over something to kind of cheer me up. And she flips around and it was one of my books. And I was like... Uh, it was actually like really meaningful to me to like think I don't I like I write it and then send it out and I and then I'm nervous everyone's gonna hate it yeah you know and they're like everyone's gonna think it's so stupid and I shouldn't even, have, yeah I shouldn't have even written it <laughs> yeah, that's, you know that's crazy. but then like for her to say like hey your words that you put together have been like like are lifting and and comforting like source for me and it made me think like oh anybody who's like if your words have and so. I, I think I'm good at it, and it's like um, you are. It's it's nice to like use that to like. Oh, let me just let me tell people like you're okay, you know. Like infuse and breathe hope into people, and and tell people the story of Jesus and how it is actually their story. And I don't know. It just feels like one other way 
lots of other ways, I guess, now yeah. that I can... I mean, like I'll write, I, I get on Instagram, which I, I want to get off Instagram all the time, but I ran into this girl one time and she was just like, I, I haven't been to church in several years. Um, but every Sunday morning I pull up your post and I who kind of Sunday? like, what's that? The who won Sunday stuff? No, like just like I'll post Saturday night yeah. and I'd started doing that, not meaning for it to be a thing. And then she was just like, every Sunday morning I wake up and I just, it That's really, it connects me with God. Yes, yeah, my church. And I was like, great. <laughs> like when I left that conversation, yeah. I was like, now I'm forced to do one every single week or, or you don't get in church. <laughs> you know, and I can't have that on my like, I don't need to go to church. Okay. I have Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's like, it just is like, oh, it's like, makes me feel good that it's connecting people to God and to each other and, yeah. and like inspiring more love and understanding and patience and grace and I don't know. So I, one of your recent posts was, I really enjoyed it, was the gospel I don't, about being a buffet. Oh my gosh. Right? Because I think in your caption, you talked about we grow up and the story that we're told and that we share is that it's not a buffet. It's not a, you get to pick and choose, right? But your post is talking about it is a buffet. Like where, Like, where did that come from? And was that a scary post to make and write? This is funny because when I wrote it, now this is going to sound so <laughs> stupid. I just started going down an aisle that I was like, maybe I don't want to go down that one. Because like I wrote it and I usually will write it and post it. And I, and I, but on this particular one, I read it to Jenny before I posted it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what do you think about this? And when I read it to her, it it made me cry, which is embarrassing because I wrote it, you know? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I was like, this is so good, you know? <laughs> like, but, it, you know, it was the concept of it, of the idea of like, listen, you, you can, um, if you're not ready for everything yet, like then just come and and sit and take what you can and but still be a part of us and still sit at the same table and that's what i intended by it it's been the most controversial thing i've ever posted yeah i sort of got s- slammed a little bit for it um and like so, like oh and and i like kind of had to relook at it again it's like well what what did i miss here because yeah. i mean some well i won't say what some of the people said but like um it just i, I really got pushed back hard yeah. against it. And I was like, oh, so I had to kind of do a little follow-up. He was like, let me let me clarify. Because I didn't want people to like, I was like, this is way too important for people to misunderstand yeah. what I'm saying here, you know? And so how are they misunderstanding it? Well, I think they were kind of saying like, I'm giving permission to people to just live however they want, you know? And I was just like, First of all, I want to say, what's it to you if somebody actually does drink on Saturday and show up on Sunday? I actually would be really proud of my congregation. I'd rather go to church with that guy any day of the week. Well, well I would be so proud. I would be so proud if that person felt comfortable in my congregation. Yep. I was like, because people who are struggling felt really comfortable with Jesus, and he was not easy on sin, right? Because he knows that sin can, what sin is, you know, he's like, it ruins people. And I don't want you ruined. So I'm going to be really harsh against sin, not against sinners, but I'm going to be harsh on sin, you know, but they still felt really comfortable around him. So if, so if someone's well, he chose a bunch of sinners, like, right. all his people What's were all a he bunch has to of pick from, right. It's just like, like they were like, not the good guys. They yeah. were, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I would just, but I want to say to somebody it was like, and if they do, 
is that like damaging you somehow? Should, like if, yeah. if you like, I don't care. It's blessing them. Actually. I, I actually don't care if what they do and then they, and they come, but they were thinking I was giving people permission to hurt people and live however you want oh, and, gosh. and still be this and this, you know? And I was like, no, 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 no. Listen, let's be super clear about something. I understand. No, I cannot have a meaningful relationship with God, if I'm always ignoring him and I want to put like, it just, that's doesn't work. Like if I want with Jenny, a, a meaningful, loving, trustworthy, thriving relationship, then there are some things I can't treat our marriage like a buffet, you know, if that's what I want, like that is true. I can't. And with God too, like if I, like, if I want this intense, intimate, thriving, beautiful relationship with God, then the no, I can't like go out on, you know, the weekends and do whatever I want, right? If that's what you want. I was writing it to say like, there's some people who actually don't want that yet, right? There's some people who are like, I just, I kind of want to just have a taste or I kind of want to just sit here and like, listen for a minute and I'm not ready to be committed to this. And I was, that's what I was saying is <sighs> that's, that's, but I did get a little upset that when people pushed back on what they thought I was saying, I still want to say like, so like, does that, does that affect you? Yeah. You know? And it's just like, so, so they realize that the whole church is just for that person. Like right. literally, yeah. that, like the whole entire reason we're here is to help screw ups. Yes. Like that's it. Like it is a house where you come in, get fixed, go back out there, come in, get fixed, go back out there. And we all help each other do it. It is not a house of perfect. Yeah. And Jesus, and Jesus comes in, on his last week of his life, and he knocks over tables yeah. in the temple. And if you keep reading that story, he says, this is supposed to be a house of prayer, or this is supposed to be a place where people connect with God, and you've made it a den. And most people are afraid to go into dens because of what lives inside there. And I think what he was doing was making a statement of, don't do things that make people afraid to walk in here. Right. And we got to knock over some tables and some ideas here maybe so that people don't feel like they're walking into a lion's den when they like walk the tables into outside of church where like you got to pay your tithing to come in here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your new suggestion? <laughs> yeah. No, I'd flip that table over. That's what I do. I well, mean, isn't I just that mean like, what it was? Like, well, I think, and we also got to flip over tables in our own minds right? of like, someone's like, I, I actually don't belong in that place because of the way I live. And yeah. I was like, Oh, oh you knock that table over in your own mind. Someone's going to knock that over because it's there. Right. Because you do belong here. I mean, it's like, how many parables do we need to know that, like, the lost sheep, the 90 and 9, the 10 pieces of silver, like, like he's made it very clear, like, that's the per – I'm telling you, if you don't have an – pretty much everybody has an addiction of some – go to the, the family, like, addiction and recovery classes of the church. If you want to meet real LDS people that know what the atonement is, go there. It will be the most, exp like, spiritual experience you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it's, I, I almost wish everybody would go through a session, a 12 week session. I just to see like, yeah. when you hear, I, I remember going the first time and I remember sitting across from a guy that could have been Thomas S. Monson. He didn't look, he just had that like, you know, old guy, very, like polished, sweet, just, just love. And he starts talking about hookers. 
<laughs> and alleys and drugs. You know, this is 40 years ago, but he still feels like he needs to go to those. Mm. This guy could have been a general authority, and I've never felt the spirit like that before, mm. ever. Mm. And this guy had done some crazy stuff. But how awesome is that, that he still goes, wears his suit, shares. I mean, you go in there because you pop some pain pills. All of a sudden, you're feeling a little bit better about yourself because homeboy was hookers and blow. You know what I mean? Like it, it, and to see what he is now, like that is the God, the the whole reason, the whole entire reason that we are here is for that. Yeah. Like what, where have we lost that? Well, I think, I think where we've lost it is in partially, in partially, whoa, what word am I trying to say? Wow. Is partially because (laughs) it's the plural of that. Impartialize. Um, is in the comparison, right? We are here to further our relationship with God, right? Who am I to tell Cam what his looks like? Who am I to tell David what yours looks like? Like I'm here. And so I'm here to make progress with my relationship with God, right? So yeah. whatever your story is, is your story. But how do we get more people to think Whatever like that? Whatever is my story is my story. Right. And so like, I need to make sure that I'm, but the key I think is that I feel like, and we understand how to make progress, you know, as because I do think sometimes it's easy to say, oh, I'm doing better than that guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, oh, I'm not as good as this one. And I think both are, f- are hurtful. Right. Right. And so I think that's why the importance of like your personal relationship with God, which is the revelation, it's the, the, it's the mindfulness, all of these things that come together that are so critical and, you know, to your post, like, what does it matter? Like, if you're fighting your battle, I'm going to support you wherever you are along, wherever you are in your journey, I'm here to support it because that doesn't really impact me. It should, I should gain, you know, I should be inspired by you and it should help me with mine. So why do I care? Right. You know? Well, and I even think that question is, it needs to go further than that. Like you should, you should be like fellowshipping that per like you should be paying more attention to that person than anybody else in church who cares what you know about what they do. Like they're there. That should be celebrated. That's awesome. Because one day, like you said, something's going to happen where it clicks. Like, let's keep them close. Let's, let's give them that little bit of spiritual like food every week. Let's give them some friends and some connections. And when something gets really hard, he has, he or she has a place to go. And that is like, that's when it happens. And so I, like, like it drives me crazy. Our lesson was, it was the talk by other Oaks, like, what has God done for me lately? Or like, what has God done for me? Mm. And it was interesting the way the conversation started, because it was like, Oh, how could you ever ask that question? He's done this. And then, you know, and started like listing all these things. And I was like, well, hold on, let's, let's try to understand why that question is asked in the first place. Like, yeah. as opposed to just answering the question, why was it asked? And yeah. I think that's where we begin because that's when you can establish a connection and, and might actually be able to, you know, help. Yeah. I just think, I mean, obviously, I like that. obviously cool. there's some like, you know, good manners and stuff like that that people have, which is like, I don't, I'm not going to just air all my grievances all the time and everything like that. However, However, we got to find like a way to 
open the door a little bit to this because I just think this is a concept I'm working through right now. And I was like, I oh, this, this is next this. this is next Sunday's post. Oh everybody. man, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I see the wheels spinning in there. But um, I'm just interested in the story of um, Jacob from the Old Testament who becomes Israel, you know, and how he's uh, he's sort of like a he's a con artist, and he like uh, lies and like like figures Alma. out, you know, he's just like that's what he's like, you know. Um, but there's this these conversations that he keeps having where someone keeps asking him, what's your name? And in the beginning of his story, he wants to be his brother. And he says, like, I'm Esau. You know, and he keeps tricking everyone into thinking he's him. And it's like, oh, it's because he was the favored kid and he was actually hairy and manlier. And like, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, I, it was like, oh, I, I can, I was like, I do that. Or I want to, I wish I was someone else. I wish I was something different. I wish I was, I, I want to be this. And so I start pretending that I am those things. But here's the concept that I'm like chewing on right now is like, God can't bless who we're pretending to be. Oh, that's really good. That, like when Jacob actually says to the angel that one night, when the angel says, what's your name? And he was like, I'm Jacob. Like, this is who I am. I'm not, that, that I'm not pure honest. I'm not proud of who, that. I'm not bragging about that. I didn't think this needed to be my journey, but this is where it is. And this is who I am in this moment. And that's when God comes in and he says, from now on, I'm calling you Israel, which means somebody who triumphs with God. Now that you've handed me who you are, now you've invited me into your story. And now we triumph together. Well, now I'm reminding you that you are special just the way that you are. Right. Like, I want Jacob. I don't want fake. Right. I don't brother. want you like, to be Esau. I, I don't care I where you are compared to him. Like, you're in, oh man, I got goosebumps. But like, you're special just where you're at. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the, 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 the disciple stories are all like that. Like, right. could you imagine following him around being some of those guys? Like, you know. Mary, just drinking, gambling, demons, you know? It's like, yeah, okay, Jesus, let's go. Yeah. Like, holy crap. But, I mean, to to feel like they could have ideas and that they could present, you know, counsel. And, uh, just how cool, like, you have Jesus Christ making them feel like yeah. they're this. You know, they're up here and they're special because – he sees them the way that they actually are, which is exactly that. They're yeah. special. Yeah. Wow. So how do you, because I think you do a really good job on it, how do you help between loving someone and then maybe condoning the behavior? Uh, well, I guess it depends on the way you're defining those words because – for me, my definition in my mind of condoning is if I participate in that particular sin, then I'm condoning it. Okay. Like that's how I condone something is if I'm like, if, if I am, am doing it. Okay. You know, versus like somebody else. I, I, like I, I actually think that parable of um, the Good Samaritan, that man brings this wounded, bloody, beaten, naked guy to the inn and he says all he says to the innkeeper 
is take care of him. And he doesn't give a backstory for it. He doesn't say like, and, and you, you might have an innkeeper that asks, well, how come he's, how come he's so bloody? And he's like, take care of him. It doesn't actually matter. doesn't matter, yeah. Uh, did, was it his fault? Was he like in the wrong part of town? Is that, take care of him. He's hurting. Take care of him. And I feel like that parable wow, gives I've me as, as a disciple of Christ permission to care for people without knowing their backstory. I have never thought about you know? being the innkeeper. Yeah. You ever. Have, you have permission to love and care for people. They're, you don't need to know the story. I, I, I actually don't care. You know, like My homeless shelters are special. Yeah, like, like Becky Pickle, you know, like they don't care. Like you come in, you follow the rules, you work. Yeah. Like we don't care. Like let's, let's and, go, let's move same, forward. Same, same in our, in our, like obviously there's certain behaviors that are only allowed in certain places and we can't come into the churches and rip out pews and try and tear down people's beliefs and stuff like that. Like right. every group has the dignity of setting respectful. boundaries. Sure. Right. But it's like, you actually have permission to care for somebody who's living a lifestyle that you don't want to live. That is not this. We, I think we're too afraid of condoning sin that we've stopped being Christians. Oh my gosh. See, to me, that's the guy that is the, the hookers and blow guy. Like to me, he is less of a sinner than somebody that judges somebody that needs help. Like I, 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 to me that I feel like, to me, those are, I think those are tests for people. They don't realize that it's not just, I think it is such a huge test of your faith and your beliefs and your testimony. Like if you question where they were, what they're doing, like, it's kind of like, you know, if you're passing money out on the freeway, like, oh, he's just going to use drugs. Are you going to get blessed for helping somebody that needs it? Like, who cares? Like, yeah. Yes, you're going to. And yeah. it, I think we have to be so careful about the second we start thinking about like, what, why did, like, why are they where, you know, where they are, Right. like all of a sudden you become Jesus, you know, it's like you are putting yourself in a judgmental place where it's like, Hey, this is your test. Just love them. Yeah. Help them. And, and if somebody like, wants to have a conversation with me and they want to say to me, will, will you help me fix my life? Will you show me my blind spots that I can't see? Will you teach me what Jesus said about money and sex and relation? Will you teach me that? You know, because I, I would like to. I would like to pursue that. And I, yes, I, I will tell you what he said on all those things because I think he's got a, a a higher and holier way here. So if you would like me to, I would. But that's not going to be the first card <laughs> that I play. Right. You know, I'm not. I'm. You're not. I'm not. You don't need to come in and be like. You know, if you if you wouldn't walk that road, you know, people might not beat you up. You know, <laughs> I was like, that's not going to be my first card. It's just not quite like like it's like but, when your kids get hurt and like your reaction is, well, if you wouldn't have done that, you wouldn't have gotten hurt. Right, right. Your job as a parent is just to love them and console them. Yeah. Then later, I can teach you if you if I'm your parent. Yeah. Like I'm obviously like when I like this one lady accused me something one time. She's like, is this what you teach your kids? And I'm like, ma'am. You're like Karen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, your name's Karen. Remember that Eminem commercial? <laughs> Sorry, I called you Karen. My name is Karen. <laughs> Sorry, your name's Karen. <laughs> and the that other. I feel so bad for women named Karen nowadays. I know. So they got to just take that back. Especially somehow. if they're 
middle-aged white one. <laughs> if they anyway, can. Sorry. No, but I, uh, I obviously I'm going to teach my kids, you know, like, do you want me to show you how to have a good relationship with other people and with God? That's all the commandments are. They got to be rebranded too, because people are like, oh, God's a dictator and he's tyrannical. And he's like, no, actually, <laughs> if, if you want to have a thriving, living, loving relationship with me, you can't have other gods also. Mm-hmm. And P.S., those gods won't ever love you back the way I will. So you actually don't want that. And then the other commandments that are all like, don't lie and steal and cheat. And, and it was like, do you, like this actually, yeah, this actually makes the world so much better. They're all laws we believe in in just society. Yeah. Well, they're, uh, if you they're think based about off it, of it, right? They're right. All, we're all Judeo-Christian so, nations, you know? We're like, oh, The gee. commandments are a crock of crap. <laughs> well, yeah. is murder okay? Well, of course not. Like, well, you believe in one commandment. That's a start. Yeah. So it's like, it just, it's like, let me show you this like more excellent way of being. I, I've got this working definition right now of, of eternal life. I don't see it as an end destination. I see it as being alive to God and alive to other people currently. Like, I think you can experience life here, like in relationship with him and others. And, and he's showing us how to do that, you know, in a way that's thrilling and like right. just uh, motivating. And I, anyways, and so I think he's trying to like, get us there. So yes, I'm going to teach my kids. This is how you can, you know, have these types of relationships, you know? Um, but, but ultimately it's up to them too, right? Right. Right. Like all you can do is your part. And so yes, I'm going it's to just like the person that comes them. to church and screws up all week. It's like, Hey, we're keeping them close. We right. love them one day a week. Right. That, that trial will happen. That experience will happen where they're going to know where to go to find comfort. Yeah. And if they want to come to me because we have a trusted relationship and say, can you help me in my life? Then I will say, oh, because actually really loving to tell somebody who's like sinning to stop sinning. That's actually like really beneficial if they ask. Right. I kind of feel like, you know, Um, it's already there. They already have it. Like God's already like taught it and laid it out. Like I just, he doesn't need me to be the the lawyer for people. <laughs> like, you know, you, you know? say that, and I agree with you, but I also think that there's such an importance in helping people think for themselves, and you have an ability to do that. Like, you obviously have a passion and a love and a strong belief in what you're teaching, but you also have a way of communicating it that most people don't have. And oh, I think nice. that that's going to hit... Well, it's just like your story, right? It's the, the the same study you just shared with us. Like, I don't hear my story at church. Mm. But hearing it from somebody that has the ability that you do, the beliefs that you do, the internal wiring to kind of question things and look at things from different angles, like I think especially for this generation coming up, it is – it you are speaking their language and if that gets them through the door then the rest is kind of up to them right but i mean we always read about you can become a savior on mount zion right like we can all do that yeah yeah and we all have like andrew said like our individual gifts it's the jacob thing right like you're all just like all these faith congregations are pieces of the puzzle we are too right like we are all individually a piece of the puzzle like I'm here to help. 
I've had my trials, so there's going to be this section of the population that I can relate to and help, and I've got to be in the position to do that. But I think you can't sell yourself short on that one because it's, I mean, it's a big responsibility, but it's, it's how many parables talk about, like, you've got to use it. I mean, it's here for a reason. I think part of it too is like loving and giving like without expectation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to love you because I'm going to love you. I don't, if you don't believe the same way that I do, I still am going to love you. If you don't act the way I'm going to love, you know, then I'm still going to love you. Yeah. Right. Like right. any right. really, like my relationship with God, like I can't only love you if you're going to bless me. Right. Cause if I'm doing things in like that transactional manner, that's not a real relationship. Just like a relationship with my spouse, right? Like, yeah, it's like using people. Like, let's say business. But like, like I was talking with my wife last night about like, if the only reason I do the dishes is to get a result, then I mean, damn it, where we go? You know, where we go? I gotta write that one down. (laughs) No, but what I'm saying, like, that it's there's a difference between like doing something for out of an expectation and doing something out of, you know what I mean? And so I think with God and conditional love and loving with others, it's it's doing that and. And being okay with whatever happens because ultimately, you know, be the, we should be the innkeeper. That's like my favorite thing that I've learned. Taking like, Totally. Be the innkeeper. Yeah. Just take care of them. Right. The end. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no more questions. Get them and, up to the shower. And I think like people, if they, if they don't, you know, there's that parable that's the most unpopular parable of all with the, the workers, you know, who come in the different hours yeah. in the vineyard and the first hour workers and da, 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 you know, yep. remember that one? Then you get to the last hour workers and they work for they all get paid an the hour same. and they get, well, Jewish custom and law was you paid first workers first and last workers last, Yeah, but it got reversed almost like, I want you to see what's going down here. You know, cause if you'd paid the first workers first, what they contracted for, they would have just gone home. No issue. Yeah. Right. But when they saw that these other people were given more than they earned, yeah, it made them mad. And I think sometimes people who think they are first hour workers who have a contract relationship with God, like I do this and you owe me this. Prodigal son, it's right? The same thing. Those are the people, right? Those are the people who get angry at that. Yeah, you know. But if everyone would realize, there's actually no such thing as a first hour worker. Nobody earns this. You think you've earned it, and that's what's making you mad. Yeah. But if you would recognize, I'm an eleventh hour worker also. God picked me up off the curb also. I didn't deserve or earn any of this also. Then all of a sudden, I'm free to be an innkeeper. I'm free to like just take care of people because you're like, oh my gosh, actually, a couple years ago, somebody picked me off the road mm-hmm. and they brought me in like bleeding and bruised and broken. So like, I'm actually, man. We're, we are the same. Right, we're the same. Right. But to your we're, point, like, look what Satan's doing. He's actually, pu- he's pushing those buttons with social media. Like if you think about the comparison culture. The, oh yeah. Like yeah. he is like pulling those like envy and strife and jealousy and It's that comparison. I want to be Esau principle. I, to- I want to totally be you right. and I want to, because you're more liked and, and you're more loved by God and you're, you know, and I wish I didn't have this part of my nature and i wish i didn't do this so much and it's like what if you just said like <laughs> yeah i'm jacob well it's like what did uktorf said like four titles it's like my favorite talk ever and he said satan wants you to define yourself by your sins yeah because if you if you're in that spot 
It's the exact opposite of if you're reading your scriptures and you're saying your prayers and you're loving people, the spirit's right there, right? It's the exact opposite. Like if you define yourself by your sins, Satan's got a wide open door, right? Mm. I heard this awesome analogy in church by, by my bishop. It was a super not awkward class. And young men's the law of chastity, you know, <laughs> combined. Oh my gosh, the giggling. He actually talked about like, if you get a Christmas present, like... What do you do? Like you shake it, you feel it, like you weigh it, and one kid goes, "You lick it." I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, these kids are crazy, <laughs> right? Hope of Israel, like, okay, yeah, the hope of Israel. <laughs> oh my gosh, but it was really cool because I think we have we we've been taught like if we mess up, we don't have the spirit, right? And for those of you that aren't LDS, like for us, it's the Holy Ghost, like that's the Comforter, like something that guides us and helps us. But he says, you know, the spirit never leaves you. He goes, an analogy I like is if you're swimming on top of the pool, you can hear me. If I just say like, Cameron, come over here, like hop out of the pool, dry off. We got to shut the pool. Yeah. He goes, now, if you, you know, dive down to the bottom of the deep end, can you still hear me? Mm. If I yell and it's like Mm. a little, he goes, yeah, you still can a little, but you really have to like, really, really focused. He goes, that's how it works. Because of where you are, not where he is. So he's right there. It's just, you make it harder for yourself to remember to ask for it and earn it. Anyway, I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. We make it way harder on ourselves than we we need to. Well, and I think it's our culture to think like, again, it's a shame and a punishment. Like if I mess up, the spirit leaves. Instead of like, no, he doesn't. Like, you just have to put your hearing aids back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Uh, for some reason, I'm 42 years old and I've never thought of it that way. I've always gone down that kind of like, I need the spirit in my life, but I just don't deserve him right now. And it's like, uh-uh. mm. he's always right there. Yeah. And I think, again, that's a culture shift that we really, really need. I, w- I want to ask one question that, I am so curious, like why you are the way that you are, like why you love the things that you love. Like what's your, like how many kids are in your family? Like where, where did this, like, not just love for the gospel, but you have like a passion for it. Like it's your calling. Like, when did you know that was like, what in your history kind of led you to that? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that particular one, why are you the way that you are? I, dude, I, like, don't I, tell yourself I could a pay story, big money okay? <laughs> trying to figure that out. You know, I got this, my, my son's got a friend that he works with who's in one of my classes at UVU. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, um, Christian was talking to him and he just said, this Christian told me the story later. And he was like, uh, your dad's not like anyone I've ever met. Um, he's like m- more... And then that was it, period. <laughs> I was like listening. Dot, 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 yeah, I was like, dot, I was like <laughs> you know, the was like, and then the more end, what? I was like, more, more what? Like, what? Like, that's a nice way of saying extra or something. Is what that is. It's a synonym. You know, it's oh what he's saying. I, I, like, I think it is frighteningly easy um, to be a, um, a church person your whole life and never actually become a, a Jesus person. 
Oh, I love that. It's, it's really, really easy to do that. You just walk the walk and you play the game and, and not that without even thinking that you're playing a game, you're just doing what you're supposed to or whatever the words you want to put in there are. And, uh, you know, interestingly, I can think of one significant turning point for me, and it was, I mean, I think I've always just been more, but um, <laughs> like, I, I remember we had this, um, like, we had some direction from our church leaders once to like, start focusing on the Sabbath day more. And I listened to it, and I was like, wait, why do we want to do that? What's the reasoning? And they actually said it, but no one talked about it. Interesting. And they said... The question we took to God was, how do we increase trust and faith and love in the Father and the Son? And then the answer was, so the question on the mind was, how do we connect better and learn to trust you more and love you more? And anyways- Everyone just heard, you need to do better with the Sabbath. Yeah, I was like, don't, you know, it's like, don't go to the gas station. <laughs> and I was like, so I was on a ward council at the time it's kind of like a, the worship team, you know, at, at our congregation. The street team. Uh, that's actually what I called our ward council when I was bishop. I was like, you guys, we're the worship team, you know, like we're the, because I, you know, I'm slapping like, flyers on telephone yeah, poles. Let's I, get out like, there. I kind of thought sometimes people were like, would act, like we would treat people sometimes at church, like you're supposed to come to sacrament meeting or you don't get a temple recommend. <laughs> like, you know, right. like it, you have to come. That's default. Yeah. And I was like, you guys, what if we treated sacramenting like our jobs were on the line? Like, let's make a really enriching, rad spiritual experience for people. Like, let's like, let's just not do what you're supposed to and say you're supposed to come. Like, let's pretend like them want to come. Yeah, let's pretend our salary. So what? What did you do a little bit before you finish your story? So it, it's part of that. Okay, it's kind of part of that. Is is we just kind of talked about like you guys, let's restructure this meeting as a way where we our goal is let's walk away from this um adoring and admiring and just being ravished by the character and the love of god the father and the son that's our goal all the songs all the prayers everything we do in whatever order we do it because we will change up the order because we can you know whatever we do Let's make that our end goal. And then we had this crazy idea. We were in the third, we were the third group in the building. So we could do this where we divided up the whole ward into groups of like 15. And for the second and third hour of church for a year straight, we sat in the chapel around the altar and, and we told what I called the story of the lamb. And we started in the garden of Eden and we went all the way to the wow. cross and Easter. And we were like, this is who he is, you know? And this is, this is like, as a way to just like, when, when you come here for the sacrament, you're adoring who he is and you're remembering what was done for you. Like, do you want a story? Every week we retell you a story about the son of God who laid his life down for you. Because other people will tell you a story and, and you'll tell yourself a worse story than they will. And so why don't you get re-centered on this story every single week? And that year, at the end of that year, I, listen, I did not have a picture of Jesus in my house because I'm an art snob and I couldn't find one that I liked. Okay. 
So what's except, your Jesus look like? You know, what the chosen Jesus? Yeah, I love the chosen Jesus. Oh, thank That's you, my Jesus. Um, but oh, he's I, the best. Seriously, I didn't. I didn't have one because I'm art snob. I love Jesus, but I just didn't. I was like, I couldn't find him anywhere. Um, except for when the people were coming over to hire me as a seminary teacher, I borrowed my father-in-law's picture of Jesus and hung it in my house. <laughs> You put your smaller cross yeah, on. I was like, so I was like, uh oh, maybe they won't. Like, they gotta have some, like, you know. Anyways, oh my god. So, so it was funny because, like, I could never find one. Well, that year, end of that year, it's December time, and Costco, you know, sets up their temple and Jesus pictures thing right. at Christmas time at Costco, and I'm at Costco buying everything else that's there, and I'm gonna start wheeling my cart up to the front, and I like stop by the picture spot, and I saw a picture of Jesus. And it, it like it like struck me, and like I like it made me cry, and it was so, so like cool. sweet and tender and and uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, where has that picture been, my whole life? Where's it been, you know? But then what's funny is I looked at the next picture and I had the same reaction, and I realized I was like, oh my gosh, you this year have become so endeared mm-hmm. to who he is. And it's it's changed you, and uh, I bought that picture. I don't actually like like it art wise, but I love it because it just reminds me of like oh, that like, emotion in that story. That yeah, you felt. and that year I think I just doing that with the groups over and over and over again, and changing sacrament meaning to be focused on loving and adoring and admiring Him. Like, listen, the gospel means that word means good news, right? And news is a reporting of something that's been done. I know. I almost did broadcast journalism, okay? <laughs> yeah. Good news Put a whole semester is, yeah. and a half into this. Dang it. I know what I'm talking about. You know, good news is a reporting of what's been done. It's different than good advice. Good advice is something you should do. And I just, our, our worship team, man, we just said, let's let this meeting be good news meeting. Like no good advice. Save that for Sunday school. Tell people how they should live and what they should do or whatever. But in this meeting, let's tell people what's been done for them. Let's tell them who God is and who he'll always be and what he's done for people in the past, present, and what you can expect in the future. And just that, I think that year, like just lit me up inside. It's so repetitive, sacrament meeting. It can be so hard. Because yeah, yeah, just the prayers, like, I, I think I've probably spent more time like wondering if they said it right. Like, oh, let's see if they miss any words. Yeah. Instead of like actually remembering like how sanctifying and how it's our covenants and it's, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and as you get older, I think that gets easier, but man, does the church need a new uh, CMO? Because <laughs> yeah. you're the guy. <laughs> Have you done any, ch- any stuff with the, uh, like with the church? I don't want to say corporate headquarters. Formally. Like, but I mean, the, um, the church itself. church events. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just like your ward, but I mean, has the church ever involved you in anything that they do? W- once they started, and then I sort of backed out of it because I was like, I... I Say it. I, just there's so many levels in red Bureaucracy. tape. And like, it just is like... And, and I had a friend who even said like, man, the... Who works in the church? He was like, that, "This is even frustrating for the quorum of the twelve. How much? <laughs> yeah, you have to like, oh, my navigate uncle, my and uncle Blair is one of their like big filmmakers. He he made Meet the Mormons. He made Legacy. Oh, cool. He made cool. like, but I have seen I have seen him in this restaurant on the phone with the seventy like yelling, 
<laughs> because this some random guy saying you can't put a kickboxer and meet the Mormons. And so it's like he has to fight and fight and fight and then finally go over the head to Irene. And, and of course he goes, uh, of course a kickboxer can be in the, and I, you can just see it just wear on him. Yeah. And so you know, BYU like, is oh. kind of the same way, but remember it's just humans. Yeah. You know, we and all have to good. feel important. I mean, but. I like it, Listen, if someone put me in charge, I would take it right off the rails, right? Yeah. So you need like some steadying and some like some of that in there. But I just, yeah, it's just a little bit too. Your first counselor in, can in just the be your study guy. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I just got to. But see, that's what we need to get rid of. Yeah, I right? can, but I can't. And someone's like, well, that's why, <laughs> like every year I say, I got, I'm, this is my last year teaching seminary and institute. It's my last year. My spirit needs other things. I want to try stuff. I want to like, you know, yeah, bust out of the some, box a little bit. Some time to do some other things that like I've just got like an entrepreneurial spirit, and I'm like, I just want to try. Anyways, every year I'm like, okay, this is my last year, and then kids need you. Someone will say that. There's like people, Sorry, but man, people but need true. you, and I was like, I listen. I don't want to push back on like the system. Like I don't want to. I don't. Like, I don't want to be that person. Right. Well, and you need to be, because if you're happy, you're you're only going to touch more people, right? right? Like, yeah. that. that's something I'm learning right now. That's with marriage. That's with everything. Like, you have to take care of you. Right. And then the world gets your best version, right? And so, have you ever been to, have you done Jerusalem? Have you done any of that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I'd love to. I've never been. How fun would it be to go with him? Dude, awesome. put it on your bucket list. It's so it's fun. We were supposed to go last year and the year before, but canceled, obviously. Right. And then maybe next year. It's on the, it's penciled in. Wow. Maybe we'll get to go. So if you were not teaching seminary, what would be next? Like if you could pick your thing right now with no outside influence, like so you get him, one year. He's reading the four-hour work week. Give him another week. Yeah, you, I, I finished that book. He's going to have a different answer. <laughs> no, I want, I, want, I want the ADHD answer, like the big, the big like pie in the sky like, because I know you've got one. Oh, yeah. Okay, if I could pick right now, I'd be Jimmy Fallon. Like, I would take over that job. Really? In a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. I would think that would be so rad. a little Jesus in there? Oh, no, I don't, well, yeah, he can come in. Why don't we do... So, I've, I've heard that the church had a... And it was Trey. Didn't Trey audition for it? BYU TV was going to do, like, kind of a church version of a late night talk show. Oh, really? And I Dude. thought it was actually kind of clever, like have guests on and have be like, so rad. Something like that would be so rad. You would be amazing at that. Can't we just start our own YouTube channel? Just do that. Do it. Yeah, right. It's a new. You don't even need a network anymore. You it's don't. Fine. Just do a YouTube channel. Buy buy a desk, get some chairs, and make your own like Jimmy Fallon show. Get some plants. On like you can just turn <laughs> your podcast into that. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, get a band. Right. I mean, I'm not kind of. I'm not really joking. I think that'd be kind of sick. I'm like, I'm actually liking it right yeah. now. Yeah, like I gotta go. Actually, <laughs> edit this out. Edit this out so that nobody. <laughs> so steals the idea. My last thing, just in closing, I don't know if you have anything else, but let's talk. Fourteen to twenty-five year olds. What advice are you giving them, spirituality-wise? Because that's kind of in your wheelhouse, right? I mean, your institute. Yeah. Are you institute yeah. or seminary or both? Institute. Yeah, right now. What, what's your one liner? Like, what's the, what's the thing that you think, knowing what you know about this generation, like that they really need to focus on, spiritually? You know, spiritually. Um, it's a huge question. But. Yeah, I think I'd say this: that Jesus already said it. 
He said, uh, learn of me, um, listen to my voice, and walk in the meekness of my spirit. But in that order, like learn who I am. Why would you ever listen to someone if you don't know who they are and what their heart is like? So learn about me. Like, I'm good. You can trust me. I'm on your side. And then listen to my voice. Let me, let me guide you and walk your own path in the meekness of my spirit. What is that? What is in the meekness of my spirit? What does that mean to you? You just stay connected to me and you do good in your circles, in your way that you do it. Um, meekness is like powerful, but also like, it's not about me. It's humble. It's not about me. But right. like I, but I, you know, so. Well, and you know what you just said so interesting because how much more confidence would there be? How much more connection would there be? Because when your relationship with your heavenly father is in a good spot, like you do shine. Yeah. Like you do look at yourself differently. Yeah. You carry yourself differently. That'd be a pretty healing thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anything else? Just hope would be my big word. I was like, I just I want to that. say to people like, you're okay. You're Okay. You know, yeah. like you're doing fantastic. And if you're not doing fantastic, you could actually start if you wanted to today and you're not behind, right. you're not, you're not where you, sh- you know, I'm not where I should be. And it's like, that's not a thing. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's not a thing. It's not this, you know, the should. I hate that word. It's yeah. my least favorite word. Yeah. Should. Right. So, well, I can keep going forever, but I know we have to stop. So yeah, I've had to pee so bad, but I'm just like, I just need more. <laughs> like, this yeah, is so... I to, like move this away from me <laughs> yeah. because I will pee my pants. But I want to make sure that we talk about, you have your Come Follow Me podcast that you're doing, which is unbelievable. Oh, thank you. And so if you want more, you can check out his Institute class or don't miss this. You have the podcast, the YouTube channel where you guys, I love it because you break down you know, every week you're talking about Jesus and you're talking about the gospel, right? And I love how you guys do it. So if you're listening, make sure you tune in, check that out. Make your weekly study fun. It's funny, like, come follow me. I've just started like getting better at it. It's boring. (laughs) I'm struggling. So like to see that you're breaking that, like, I know where I'm going now (laughs) to start doing my weekly stuff. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been Awesome. Wow. So and good. so good. And I've been smelling barbecue the whole time. Does everyone know that you like record at your place? I don't place? know. I, most people I think do. P.S. Should we just say this as the amen here? <laughs> I just want to say I'm a barbecue snob. I'm from really? Texas. I'm from Texas. I didn't know that. Yes. So like you're born snobby if you're from Texas. That's true. Anyways, you also spilled think that into that world. The U.S. isn't important. Just Texas is. Back <laughs> off. <laughs> And this is legit the only place I will buy. Dude, thank you. Legit. That's amazing. So I listen, appreciate don't that. miss this while having some Bam Bam. That's right. <laughs> like, We're sending you home with some Bam Bams. That's like the parting gift every week. That's why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suspicion. Suspicion. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you,